Welcome to Christ's Covenant Chapel Podcast with Reverend Kingsley Ayesu. We are a Bible-believing church with a sole purpose of positively impacting our generation. We are elated that you joined us. Wherever you're connecting from, we believe your life will not be the same. Now, let's tune in to today's life-changing message. Hello, family. This is Pastor King. It's good to be back. Welcome to our new season of podcasting. What a privilege to be with you once again. Thank you for meeting here and allowing me into your space. Life has a way of throwing us curved balls. Things may seem to be on track. Then all of a sudden, boom, the unexpected happens and we stand surrounded by pieces of things that way. We also live in a world where there is a constant striving for more. As Christians, how can we live our faith out when life throws us a curved ball? I believe the answer to this question is contentment. The root of unhappiness and dissatisfaction in our lives is often our inability to be content in whatever circumstances we find ourselves. Learning true contentment is one of the greatest keys to life where we are not constantly blown about by every unexpected situation. To be content is literally to be self-sufficient, to be independent, Ladies and gentlemen, contentment is an emotional state of satisfaction that can be seen as a mental state drawn from being at ease in one's situation, body, and mind. It is a mindset thing. It's a state of your mind. Friends, contentment is a concept that can be difficult to practice in our fast-paced consumer-driven society, but it is an important virtue to cultivate for a truly fulfilling life. The more challenging our circumstances, the more difficult it is for us to be content. Ladies and gentlemen, so many people in our modern culture are restless, unsatisfied, or simply stressed We know God desires for us to be content in all circumstances, but finding true contentment seems impossible at times. The question then is, where do we start from? Where do we find contentment in a world where there seems to be no end to the chase? And how do we even hold on to it when we find it? In Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13, the Apostle Paul gives us some suggestions as to how we can live a contented life. He says, and I quote, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound 
and to suffer need. End of quote. He said, not that I speak in respect of want. Though Paul was doubtless often in circumstances of necessity, yet he did not make these remarks on that account. Throughout his journeys and his time in prison, he could not but be at times in want. But he learned to bear all this. And that which most impressed itself on his mind was the interest which the church ought to show in the cause of the faith. He explains himself. It is not want that prompted his words. St. Paul is speaking of his present condition. He is content with it. Though it involves all the hardships of captivity, his present contentment is a sample of his habitual frame of mind. What are the ingredients of Christian contentment? And what are the ruling considerations which should make a Christian happy and thankful to be to be what he or she is? Number one, according to the Apostle Paul, contentment is an art. In verse 11, Paul tells us it must be learned. We cannot acquire it at a bound. He said, I have learned to be content. We must serve our apprenticeship to it as to any other virtue. It is not a science to be theoretically mastered, but an art to be practically obtained. We must go to the school of art. We must set ourselves endlessly as scholars to learn the lesson of contentment and we must constantly practice the art of contentment. Number two, the contented spirit makes little of its wants. Paul had not sent any word to Philippi about his needs. He had become so superior to circumstances that abasement and abundance made, made no difference to him. Faith in Christ made him independent. When we control our desires, minimize our wants, we can reach contentment more easily than by acquiring vast estate. The rich are often discontented. Their desires outstrip all acquisition and they are discontented in spite of their abundance. Number three, the contented spirit makes much of the little it has. You see, according to Paul, it all boils down to motive. The first motive common in a large measure to St. Paul is that nothing earthly either lasts or satisfies. Why not cooperate in whatever befalls us when all is relatively unimportant, relatively insignificant and temporary? The second motive for cherishing a contented spirit is confidence in the wise and loving providence of God. You see, friend, we each are placed where we are. God is too wise not to know all about us and not to know what is best for us to be and to have. And God is too good not to desire our highest good and too powerful if he desires not to effect it. Our true cause is to remember that he sees further than we do 
and that we shall understand him in time when his plans have unfolded themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, a lack of contentment can easily lead us into carnality. A lack of contentment often comes from unrealized dreams about our future. But consider this, consider this. When God is in your dreams, how can they not come true? By surrounding and surrendering your dreams to him and committing yourselves to pursue his interests, which comes from having the mind of Christ, you will find the contentment you seek. It is very essential that we find a balance in our lives. On one hand, we may have to find contentment in the midst of difficult circumstances, not panicking, but instead trusting that God has our best interests at heart and will always protect us. Other times, we have to be careful that our comfortable situation does not keep us from trusting God as our source, from getting up, moving forward, and fulfilling God's plan for our lives. In fact, contentment can exist no matter what circumstance you find yourself in. Paul writes that he was content whether he had a little or a lot. The word contentment describes a feeling of satisfaction. It means we are happy with what we have or what we are doing. Here are a few quotes for us to ponder over. Dale Carnegie said, It isn't what you have or who you are or where you are or what you are doing that makes you happy or unhappy. It is what you think about it. Oprah Winfrey said, Be thankful for what you have. You will end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never ever have enough. End of quote. One of my favorite philosophers, Socrates, said, and I quote, He who is not contented with what he has would not be contented with what he would like to have. Friends, in times of discontentment, I want to remind us the words of Psalm 23. David said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. This beautiful and well-known psalm focuses on the Lord whose tender care, ceaseless vigilance, and personal presence impact to life all its colors and satisfaction. Look at the Lord's involvement in our lives. He makes, he leads, 
he restores, he guides, he prepares a table, he anoints my head. The Lord is with us the whole way through all aspects of our lives, always. Our cup runs over because of his goodness and mercy. Therefore, friend, be content. As I wrap up, I want to indulge you for a moment. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please say this short prayer with me. Lord, I admit I'm a sinner. I need and want your forgiveness. I accept your death as the penalty for my sin and recognize that your mercy and grace is a gift you offer to me because of your great love not because on anything I have done. Cleanse me and make me your child. By faith, I receive you into my heart as the Son of God and as Savior and Lord of my life. From now on, help me live for you with you in control. In your precious name, amen. Friend, if you said the prayer, please find a Bible-believing church to attend. If you are ever in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, please come on in and join us at 5452 DuPont Avenue North in Brooklyn Center. And God will bless you. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Until we meet again, Keep on keeping on. I will see you at the top, for that is where you belong. Shalom. Thank you for connecting with us today. For more of this content, be sure to subscribe, share, and comment. Engage with us at Christ Covenant Chapel on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Join us same time next week on our next episode.